on the phone. I got what you want. I got what you need. What's going on? I got what you want and I got what you need. So welcome back to Ice Cold Sports News. My name is DeMichael Cole. And wow, sports never stops. It never stops. And we're getting to one of the most important weeks in a calendar year. February, Sunday, Super Bowl. It's going to be a good one. We got the Philadelphia Eagles going against the New England Patriots. Number one seed from the NFC versus the number one seed from the AFC. The best of the best going at it in Minnesota with the Lombardi Trophy on the line. Now, the Eagles have made a mockery out of everyone calling them underdogs because they weren't supposed to beat the Falcons. They weren't supposed to beat the Vikings. And now they aren't supposed to beat the Patriots. And they laughed it off. I mean, if you watch the Vikings game, after the game, some of the Eagles players, especially the fans, had on dog masks simply saying, we're embracing this underdog role. You want to call us the underdogs? Okay. We're going to put that chip on our shoulders, and we're going to show you we're not underdogs. And that's what the Eagles doing right now, and I like it. I mean, they're playing ball. I mean, how many teams in this league? can lose a guy like Carson Wentz and still make the Super Bowl and look good while doing it. I mean, they dominated the Vikings, didn't they? They dominated the Vikings. Now, the Patriots, on the other hand, oh, consistency is boring, as the saying goes. But I'm not, I'm not yawning because of the consistency. I'm yawning because this team just somehow, someway finds a way. And I'm almost tired of seeing it. But then again, when you're witnessing history, you got you to gotta enjoy it because it doesn't happen a lot. And we're about to see a quarterback potentially win another Super Bowl, as in his sixth Super Bowl. Tom Brady is going for his sixth Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if you know this. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have the most Super Bowls of any franchise with six. And Tom Brady is going for six himself. That's amazing. That is amazing. And the Patriots franchise has been amazing this whole decade and the last decade. The last 20 years has just been a model of consistency with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at the top. All the way down to rookies and free agent pickups every year and this year is no different now I'm just gonna go ahead and pick this game I think it'll be an amazing game one and I love like I've said I've said in the past I love this Eagles defense the top rush defense in the game now they are vulnerable against the pass and Case Keenum he wasn't able you know to expose the defense like the Eagles defense. Case Keenum was a, you know, former backup quarterback. And he just, he finally ran out of his magic against the Eagles. But Tom Brady, it's no magic to him because this, (laughs) 
I don't think if you do it over and over and over, it's magic. I mean, this guy just, he just got it. It's simple. He just got it. But, yes, this game will be a great game. The Eagles, I love their run game. Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, what a duo that is. Nick Foles has one of the best tight ends in the game. It's Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz versus Rob Gronkowski, that's going to be an amazing battle. Those are, in my opinion, the top two tight ends in the game right now. But with all that being said, man, it's hard to pick against the Patriots. And the Eagles are stout against the run, but honestly, that only does you so much good against the Patriots because when it all comes down to it, they're going to the right arm of Tom Brady to win the game. They're going to the right arm of Tom Brady, and they're saying, Tom, it's time. When they're down 28-3 to in the third quarter, they're saying, Tom, it's time. And Tom Brady is saying, okay. In the AFC Championship game, you're down 10 points in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady. They're pointing at the right arm. They're saying, it's time. And Tom Brady's right arm is saying, I got you. The rest of his body, nothing changes, but it's that right arm. It's that right arm. It's golden. And it's hard to pick against that right arm. It's hard to pick against that guy on the sideline in that hoodie staring across the field, looking into the other coach's eyes, staring to see what kind of offense you're running, what kind of defense you're running, mixing and, mi- mixing and matching his game plan. It's hard. So I'm picking the Patriots to tie the Steelers with six Super Bowl wins and – Tom Brady to enter Michael Jordan territory in terms of accomplishment as a player with six Super Bowls in his career. What a career it would be if he could get to six. I mean, it's already a phenomenal career at five. but And this would be his second Super Bowl win over the Eagles. It'd be his second one. And I think it'll be a tremendous game. I'm picking the Patriots to take it home. I just have a little bit more trust in Tom Brady going against a pass defense that is so-so. And the Eagles, Nick Foles is a really good quarterback. I, I like Nick Foles a lot more than a lot of people do. And, you know, I don't think he's your normal backup quarterback. But I just don't think he has enough in the big game. I'm going Patriots. I'm going 27-21 as my final score. Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl. Now that we talked about the Super Bowl, now that we talked about the Super Bowl, let's talk about the NBA a little bit. And we're not going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about one specific thing. One specific thing happened. And that's this rumor that came out On Thursday morning, bright and early, it was a rumor, well, it was a report that LeBron would be willing, LeBron James would be willing to listen to the Golden State Warriors if they were to offer him a max contract. Now, I knew that blew everybody off. That blew everybody out like, what? LeBron James joining that team? They'll never lose. They'll never lose is what everyone was saying. But wait a minute. 
But wait, wait, wait. Slow your roll. Because I got something to say about that. I don't think that team would be unbeatable. I don't. And I'll take it a step further. Adding LeBron to the Golden State Warriors would downgrade that team. They would downgrade. As in, the Golden State Warriors, the way they're constructed right now, is better than they would be with LeBron James. Now let me explain my thought process because you're probably thinking this guy is crazy. This guy is crazy. But, no. For one, in order to get LeBron James, they'll have to get rid of a guy like Klay Thompson, most likely Andre Iguodala, who they just re-signed, and Sean Livingston, who they just re-signed. Iguodala and Livingston are two of your most important bench weapons. Livingston is one of the most important guys off the bench in the league, in my opinion. And Iguodala, I mean, we've seen him win a finals MVP after being inserted into the starting lineup when they needed him the most. We've seen him be a part of the death lineup that has made Golden State so deadly in crunch time. Those aren't easy losses to come back. But the most important loss would be Klay Thompson. Yeah, you keep Curry. You keep Durant. You keep Draymond. And now you have possibly the three best players in the NBA on one team? Well, pause. For one, the gap from one to about 20 isn't that large anymore. Yeah, the NBA is extremely talented. And behind those three guys, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, you got guys like James Harden. You got guys like Russell Westbrook, Paul George. The list goes on and on and on. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, all of these guys could be the best player in the league or potential top five player in the league on any given year. So, to say that this team has it in the bag, that's too much. Because it'd be a downgrade. Now, losing Klay Thompson will eliminate a lot of the spacing that the Warriors have created. Now, you still you still have tremendous spacing if you have a guy like Kevin Durant. You have a guy like Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. But their jobs will get a little harder. If you don't have a guy over there like Clay Thompson where the defender can't say, oh, I can't come off of him. If I come off of him, I know it's good. If a defender comes off LeBron, does he know it's good? No. So all I'm saying is you go from three deadly shooters to two deadly shooters and two guys in Draymond and LeBron who have it on good days. Now, I know LeBron is having a good year shooting the three ball. But we've seen LeBron have good years shooting the three ball in Miami. And he came back down to earth when he got to Cleveland. So, LeBron has had, he's shown that he can shoot. But is it consistent enough to replace a guy like Klay Thompson? No, I'm not saying he'll be the shooter that Klay Thompson is. I mean, it's hard to say LeBron will even be the defender that Klay Thompson is. Now, 
And there's a deeper. Th- this goes even deeper. Because without Livingston, without Iguodala, you tell me the difference. You tell me the difference between this team and the Miami Heat with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and guys like Ray Allen. Now, I remember it very vividly. It was 2011 against the Mavericks. The Mavericks weren't as good talent-wise, but they were deeper. Simply, they were deeper. And if LeBron didn't have it, if Wade didn't have it, if Bosh didn't have it, the Heat didn't have it. But it's not like that with the way the Warriors are constructed right now. If Curry doesn't have it, if KD doesn't have it, if Clay doesn't have it, Sean Livingston might have it. <laughs> Iguodala might have it. But this team, if they add LeBron James, they would remind me so much of the old Miami Heat. So much. Now, Miami Heat went 2-2 two and two in the finals. The two times they lost, depth. Why did San Antonio beat them? San Antonio was not as talented. They just weren't. But they had depth. I mean, for the Heat to even beat San Antonio, it took a Ray Allen miracle three-pointer. I won't say miracle because Ray Allen is one of the greatest shooters of all time. But it took a right place, right time shot from Ray Allen to get them there. Now, Golden State, now, don't get me wrong. If Golden Golden State being a downgrade is still a lot better than a lot of teams. But if you take Klay Thompson off that team, you can't tell me that this Golden State starting lineup would be that much better than Minnesota starting lineup, that much better than Houston starting lineup, OKC starting lineup, potentially the Bucks potentially the Celtics because we're talking about a a year down the road where they'll even add more pieces to two promising young cores. So that's five teams right there, and we're not even talking about the Spurs. And that's five teams right there. Starting lineup-wise, they might be a little bit less talented, just a little bit, but they, like I said earlier, the gap from 1 to 20 isn't that big. And Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony on his good days, Jonathan Tentacupo, Chris Middleton with the way he's playing right now, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford playing at an all-star level, defensive player of the year type level, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as they continue to progress. This Golden State Warriors potential lineup wouldn't be that much better than all of those lineups. It just wouldn't be. And without the help of a bench, it'll be hard. It'll be hard. On paper, it'll look good. But how many times have we seen teams look real good on paper? How many times have we seen that? The 97 Houston Rockets, they looked real good on paper. Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem the Dream, that looks real good on paper. 
The Jazz weren't as talented, but the Jazz beat them. The Jazz beat them. And the Warriors could run into those kind of problems if they add LeBron James. But this is all if they add LeBron James, which I doubt would happen because I think right now the way that team is constructed, they are better. And that's all I got to say on this podcast. This has been DeMichael Cole with the Ice Cold Sports News. We out.